Welcome to the Immaterial Gamers Podcast. So I feel we're we're two different bits of a Michael Bay film here. You've got like the sort of the, the sort of the bleached cool <laughs> look that, that Michael Bay has, and then I've basically got his action scene orange <laughs> that just goes in. It's just it's just something that I have here in in regards to also copyright breaking T-shirts that I've only got halfway on just to make sure no one comes up and goes, oh, "You're wearing this." Well, I'll see for that. I'll just Greek the entire shirt. Just do mine. Just put the mic in the way of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got Martin here judging. What's he? What's, what's he judging? I don't know why he's liar. judging. Why am I a liar? Because it's just where your camera sits. It's got nothing to do with half copyrighted. He lies. To be honest, I didn't get fully what he said. All I heard was something about it's about where you make it. Something, something convenience, not something, something copyright. Oh, about me? No, about me. Oh, I thought it was not about me. I was going to say, yeah, it's just a convenience. It's, it's, oh, that being said, yeah. if, he, if he noticed what you do, he'd also <laughs> probably shout convenience, but then he'd also then say, you weren't turning around claiming that you were protecting it for copyright. No, I just said you could just do what I just seem to do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get on with this. This is the Immaterial Gamers Food. This is the Immaterial Gamers Food Testing Show, episode number one, or podcast number 103, which uh, means we're one week week away from two years of Immaterial Gamers, but we kind of celebrated everything at podcast 100, so... Stefan got something. No, uh, I opened... Oh, God, I've got the hiccups. I opened my phone up and it was on Facebook and it was trying to play a video. Ah, classic. Facebook, auto-playing videos, whether you've got the data or not. Hence why a lot of the time, if you don't want to use your data, you can't use Facebook on the phone. Hmm. So, uh, I'm Ryan. And that's Steph. Ow. And no one else. Possibly. I don't know who turns up. It might be a surprise. I just don't want to disappoint you when no one turns up. So, uh, yeah. I may, you... I may work on the someone appears route. <laughs> oh. oh, maybe. Maybe you can, you, can, you can try. We'll see if they turn up within the next 45 minutes to an hour. So, uh, how's your week been, Steph? Oh, my week this week. Same as normal, to be honest. Not really done much. Um, Other than the visit over here. Yeah, I came to visit you um, last weekend. Was it last weekend or the weekend after before? One of the weekends I was at Darius's in the last, Mm. like, two weeks. He did ask me to go over this week, but I went out. I, I only got back, let's say... Two hours ago, ish, give or take, for mm. going out with my parents. So, and they wanted to meet up at like one. So yeah. that didn't. That wasn't happening. <laughs> um, but apart from that, nothing much else. Um, complete the room two with you. Yeah, boy, which came out on um, Saturday. Me and my disembodied voice. We got Rainbow Six and got the far new 
characters that I was missing. Yeah. So I had the um, I had the in-game currency. Yeah. Overhead, you had a uh, had a nice little uh, terrorist hunt with Duncan, and then realised that's too easy, so went into um. Went into an actual game, got 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 my ass kicked completely, and then um, I ended up with Gridlock, which is a character I've always liked, mm. and I just kicked ass with Gridlock. Go Gridlock! I planted and then killed the last two people that came for me, only because there was only one way they could get to me, and the other way was break a wall, so it was a bit easy to know where they were coming from. It's like, well, I've maybe trapped that whole stairwell, and you've got nothing to stop me. You're coming through mm. that wall. <laughs> Shot one bullet through the wall, killed someone. Heard an nice. explosion, turned back round and killed the other person stood at the wall. <laughs> yeah, that seems legit. And uh, as for my week, I kind of chilled out. So, old week off. You know, so I chilled out in between helping move stuff around and all that other business. And uh, didn't do much playing of anything other than the usual video games, actually, now that I think about it. That's not to say I've not got something new for this week, but I have. I just realised I have got something new, because I haven't been on the podcast since I've got it. Ah... So uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, we will uh, go into what's been played. So uh, I would like to go first. Yay! To be honest, you might actually know a bit more about this game than the game I've been playing than me, because I think mm. you might have played it. Okay. Or, or at least a version of it, because I've not got that far into it. I've played. I tend to play a mission every now and like when mm. no one else is around, and I've got really nothing else to do. I'll play a mission. Yeah, it's it's one of those sort of to the side. I think I know which game you're talking about now as well, and um, yeah, it is one of those that you can just sort of do a mission or two when, yeah, when you know. It's like normally there. as I'm waiting for you, I play a mission. Yeah, or I send like Duncan normally takes quite a bit to reply to most of my messages if I, if he wants to play something with me. So mm. I normally send him a message. Open Devil May Cry. See that? <laughs> I've just said it. Oops. Uh, open it and then um, play a mission, and then he reply while I'm playing that mission, and then you know I'm mm. gets on just towards the end. Yeah, it's sort of kind of what I've been doing now that I've actually finally joined this week. I ended up on Grand Pulse on Final Fantasy 13, the open world area, so it's just a lot easier now. It's like, oh right, um, oh you, you wanna do you wanna? But well, like what happened when we recorded the upcoming play session videos. Like, oh, do you want to do some chat box? Oh yeah, just let me get to one of these eighty million save points. No, I've also kind of gone a little bit crazy oh. with Minecraft banners. Oh god, we will get to. Oh Jesus, we will get to that. So uh, yeah, right. So first of all, um, we all like our auto chests a little bit. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't have been playing. Team Fight Tactics for damn near a year. Mm. So, uh, you know, that's that's the thing. So, I had a look on my iPad and realised I downloaded a auto-chess-style game uh, from Ubisoft based on the Might and Magic franchise. It's Might and Magic Chess Royale. So, uh, here's the gimmick. What if auto-chess, but with 100 people 
are playing on one bard. Um, are just they're playing it. Oh, uh, it's a bit like the Tetris thing. Where it's like Tetris ninety nine, but jumps with... you around to another bard to play. And yeah. Like, oh God, this person was really bad at it. Um, I'm gonna have to move that there to be in any chance of winning this game, and then yeah. get taken off like say two turns later somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. So it it basically mixes. It's it's auto chess plus PUBG, Fortnite. You know the other the other stuff. It's an auto chess variant of your battle royale game and uh is it any good no I'll, I'll i'll put my my little sort of immaterial review in here no because they ruined one of the key sort of tenants of battle royale or not even battle royale of of auto chess of the sort of even playing field determined by random number generation that's not to say it doesn't have it. The game is generally the same as everything else. To, like do that way if it was chess, though. Yeah, but auto chess is what they, you know, auto battlers. Mm. You, know, you know, team fight tactics and you know, auto chess and Dota like, um, I, I, Underlords I, I, and all that. Me and uh, Donkey, I was trying to remember mm-hmm. his name for some reason, escaped me. Yep. Um, we're, oh. we're playing TFT ranked the other day, just me and him. And, um, I was like, wouldn't it be so much funnier if it was teamed? So oh. everything has to be voted for. And if you can't make up your mind, the game basically flips a coin and you randomly get one of the two things. Oh, God, so it'd be like Two-Headed Giant yeah. from Magic, but as... So as basically, you both pick Jesus. something from the shop or you have to agree of one thing in the shop. Oh... I'd like that. That'd be. And that's how you pick the thing, and I, I where the items go are the exact same thing. Mm. It's like your your ally wants to put the item on here. Do you agree or disagree? Disagree. Yeah. <laughs> agree. I feel at that point they'd have to reduce it down a little bit. You oh, couldn't yeah. have it as an eight-person thing. Maybe four teams. Mm. Um, maybe increase the planning phase by just a little bit of time, just to, to think. But communication, yeah. Well was... Lower yeah. the health. Lengthen the times. So the game still roughly takes about the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's just less rounds because most of the time now he's been taken up with decision making. Yeah. But then you've got a thing of the carousel wouldn't work like that. So in other words, you'd have to take turns on the carousel. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it worked with other auto battlers over TFT because that's, that's one of TFT's gimmicks is they have a carousel. None of the other mm. auto battlers do. Um, yeah, either they do that with a carousel, or you, your ally who's not got control of one. Mm. Before you're unlocked, they kind of click ones on their screen of ones that they want to pick up. So if you pick up one of them, you instantly mm. get it. If you go okay. for another one, it kind of does the head. You, you could pass through it. Mm. It's I kind of you. got that fifty-fifty. Of, well, you both can't agree, so you're not getting it, or you both agreed to that one. Take it. Yeah, I get you. That'd be that'd be a cool idea. It'd certainly be better than what they've. It'd probably uh... be really complicated to do that. Yeah, it would, but it's certainly better than what Ubisoft have fucked up with with um, Chess Royale. Because, yeah, okay, you're going to be facing one of ninety nine other people each round, and you'll what will happen is that you'll get told who you're facing 
before you before you start. Then you get a planning phase, then a battle, and then you know it goes off. And Chess Royale also works on a three strike system, so there's no life. It's just a flat thing. You lose three times, you're out. Yeah. Simple, simple as that's absolutely fine. So, Ryan, people may be asking, why the hell have they ruined it? Well, Ubisoft couldn't help themselves of putting microtransactions in their game. And they put the worst microtransactions in. But it's, it's just like what Ubisoft's done. Well, no, that is, well, that is Ubisoft. Oh, true. It's just like what they've done in Rainbow Six. Where instead of, we want you to have a paid subscription, it's basically now you have battle passes. Mm-hmm. Where on a free battle pass, you get one every, like, five levels. Well, you get something really terrible every five levels. Mm. If you pay, you get something at every level. And you yeah. get a better ward every five. Yeah, but this this is where they've ruined it, though. I mean, they pulled an EA. Your microtransactions can help you get advantage over your opponents in games. So how it works now is that you start an account of Clash Royale with three characters. And they'll provide sort of bonuses to you, the tactics that you're going to be running. In addition to that, they are units that gain permanent stats as you level them up in other games. And you can get chests by playing the game, or you can spend some of that little money to then get better chests, to get better characters, to then help you out in the game. So a lot of the Battle Royales on there are going to end up with the person who's paid a bit more money to get the better units to start with, as opposed to you know, fighting on you know on an even field like every other auto battler, and the problem is Ubisoft will say, "Well, that's what makes us stand out." Yeah, not in the great way. It's, it's the whole thing of good or bad. Um, rep is rep. <laughs> yeah, but then I don't think they're an industry that wants that type of thing. No, given what's happened over the past three, four weeks, no. That's that's not where they want to go at all. So, uh, yeah, uh, Battle Royale, or sorry, what was it? Chess Royale by Ubisoft gets a nice big thumbs down. And people think we only positively talk about video games on here. Where are honest, you coming uh, from? Ubisoft and EA tend to get a lot of stick off us. You can't say they don't. <laughs> I can't say I've ever said anything proper good about EA or Uplay without it being just an actual full game they've brought out that's decent. Mm. I'm talking about Rainbow Six. (laughs) I can count. Yeah, I can count on one hand the amount of times we talked good about Ubisoft. That was because they gave people Assassin's Creed to no Assassin's Creed Unity for free. In yeah. regards to the um, Notre Dame fire, and that they gave a donation out as well, and uh, then everything else—the bad microtransactions, saying something's a subscription without calling it a subscription, so trying to change the the language, uh, sexual assault. Uh, the uh, negatives outweigh the positives. 
Oh, sure. but you know, Val- Assassin's Creed Valhalla's got gameplay out. Eh? Right. Anyway, the other game is one that was lingering in the uh, absolute vault of humble bundle games that have not redeemed on my Steam yet. I keep coming up to the point now where Steam just stops me from doing it. Uh, halfway through the list, it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, when I remember they're still there, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Humble Bundle says, oh, yeah, you can pick these 10 games and you start redeeming them on Steam and then Steam just goes, hold on. You're redeeming too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold on. We said you got 10 games. You didn't have to add them all now. <laughs> before the you can't do that but it expires in two days <laughs> yeah well you should have thought about that before we'll, we'll you added the in, other 99 we'll come back in three days and we might be able to help <laughs> uh at humble bundle it doesn't it is not actually that bad if you try i don't know how what the time is for yeah it just it just sort of increases in time the more you try and add at the same time don't it it's just sort of because uh, last it's done it to me twice Hmm. And I think I went, okay, that's fine, and just walked off, came back, let's say, two, three hours later, put five more on, and then just thought, I can't be bothered doing it anymore. Yeah. And then when I did it again, it just stopped me, and I went, well, I can't be asked anymore. <laughs> but there, going to play, going to go play this instead. Yeah, I've just done too much. It's just fine I'm steam not, not, you win i'm never gonna play half of them anyway <laughs> yeah maybe that's what steam's sure like, yeah. it's like steam sat there going you've already got 200 and odd games you haven't played stop adding more you're just wanting this for the xp bonus aren't you for your profile you, you don't no. get it for just adding it do you well yeah you get xp bonuses based on the amount of library you have oh do you i never knew that bit yeah i know i got a lot of my um experience from one of the summer sales mm. where it was it was that racing one. Oh yeah and um okay i'm gonna stop doing what i'm doing on my computer because i can see that it's quite <laughs> clearly showing on me um it was one of the summer ones i believe where the racing cars and i joined the one that won most of them mm. and because like you can bet every single time of which you join a team and then you kind of bet which team was going to win. Right. Okay. Which the thing I didn't get is you're, you're betting with nothing. It was just basically if that team that you picked wins that race, you win this. And it was like, well, my team tends to win everything because this team seems to have all the money because the way that racing car moves depends on how much money people in that team spend. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'll go for. I think I I was the low, one of the lowest levels out of us lot, and I'm now the I'm trying to get it up right now because Steam's logged me out. Just as it does from, from the lowest level to being now a nice level eighty six. Nice. And I, I, at one point you were the highest on my friends list, and you were in your twenty nine at the minute. Yeah, that sounds right. Still hurts that that, that well, that's. I surely... think you. We we we've got him dark, who's that popular? I think that's eight. Oh, a good old friend. I think I think he was always higher than you, but out of us lot, you were the highest. And then 
that event happened and I just kind of went, hey, look, I know you're on like level, I think at the time you were like 25 or something. Yeah. I know I know you're like that level, but um, I, I'm going to go straight. To, I think it gave me like 30 levels every time they won. <laughs> it's like, why? Does being a better level give me something in this? Yeah, but I mean, they, they, they tied level to the amount of Steam friends you could have. Did they? Yeah. So it yeah. just stopped new accounts because this was during the whole trading card kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. So you know, accounts and you know, spam bot accounts would just make free accounts, get the trading cards, sell them off, all that business. Um. So yeah, but a lot of the time they all had to be on a friends list in order to do it. So if you were a low level player, you couldn't just add eight million friends to mm. do the scam. It was you know. It was designed to get rid of the bots, and uh, it's kind of worked. Sure. But uh, yeah, so speaking of speaking of Steam and Humble Bundle and all that business, Neoverse. Um, not much I can say about it because there isn't there isn't really much to it. It's oh, it's a, what you've been playing recently, isn't it? Yeah, as recently as two hours ago. Because I needed something new. Because I couldn't just talk about Final Fantasy Thirteen again. So, um, yeah, it's a deck building roguelike game. Not really different from the other deck building roguelike games out there. It's just in 3D animation. Oh, that's the different part. Some cataclysmic event has happened. The world's gone to shit, and you're about a bunch of people trying tasked to kill creatures. You do that by playing cards, um, and you you know you then take those cards and build stronger decks to take out the stronger monsters that you'll encounter on your journey. And then if you fail, you start back from the beginning. But any money that you acquired helps you, and you get trophies and. You can permanently upgrade the characters. You only start with one character to begin with, but you can get up to three, and you can get different types of decks to start with. Um, it's got a nice little system in it called the Battletech Combo System. So the cards have the various colours. So red cards are attacks, blue cards are shields, um, purple cards are what they call instant cards, and yellow cards are constant cards. So they provide either instant benefits or constant benefits, respectively. Uh, I love the fact I go to this game to check on the things, and almost every reviews in Mandarin are something else. Yeah, um, I think it's sort of one of those that sort of got translated to English for the sake of trying to get some more people. But um, so I like, I like the idea of the the combo system on it is that. You can play any card you want. You you have a, a set amount of mana per turn that you can get to you know to play these cards, and as long as you've got the mana, you can keep playing them. But this BattleTech system tries to get you to play cards in a specific order because it'll generate a combo on the bottom left of the screen based on those colors. So if you play the cards in that order, the next card you play after that will do double the effect. I have a double attack or you know double shield. Okay. You know the the other sort of stuff and 
yeah, it's, it's something I could get into and and like, but once you've got past that combo system, that's that's that. So, and it doesn't look like it gets updated much as well. So, what you've got is sort of. It. I was about to say, it doesn't seem like it's been updated recently. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you can complete a run of the game, and what that does is it can, you know, you'll get permanent benefits to then complete other runs of the game. But why? You've, you've seen everything there is to see. Um, apparently, checking the Steam forums, there's an item that you can get that makes a, that, you know, that adds a hard mode into it, but then you've got to get the item. Which, um, you know, it's a shame compared to something like Slay the Spire, which has only really come out as a full game recently. It's been an early access. And that's got, you know, that's got three, four types of characters, multiple cards, different ways of actually completing the game. Getting to the end of the game is not actually completing it because you have to sort of succeed further and stuff like that. It's got an ascension mode in it, which you're sort of familiar with, with Dungeon Defenders. Yeah. You know, sort of artificially increasing the difficulty while not giving you really that much more power to deal with it to add a bit of challenge to the game. But yeah, nothing much else really, which is a which is a shame because it looks nice. That's that sort of it really. So uh yeah Steph. It's your turn. Well um I've been playing Devil May Cry five. Hey. Which explains the story to me a little bit. For I have played one or two other Devil May Cry's. I've never played them all. Mm-hmm. And I always, I think I played the one with the guy with the demon hand. Oh yeah, Nero. So that'll be who's number four. The main, who's the main character in number five? Yeah, which is weird because they they sort of. They've messed this up a bit. You were, you were just talking about plot there. Devil May Cry 4, which I think was supposed to be set between Devil May Cry's 1 and 2. But with know. Devil May Cry 5, they've timey-wimey'd it a little bit and just made it a direct sequel. It's more the fact that I, I always thought like Dante was basically dead at this point and they brought out a new character. Oh, they kept restarting it. Yeah, that that's something I kind of felt, but it wasn't they've reset started it. It was basically they brought another character into the universe that helps Dante get rid of demons, which kind of says it in number five at right at the beginning, mm-hmm. where it's, where you're walking around with one hand, you've already lost a hand. Oh yeah, and it's the demon who we're against now is the one who stole my hand and yeah. made him this powerful. Which and is actually the... great because they open him, but he's that 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 demon is so lazy. It don't freaking move. Yeah, he just sits there and like things come out and try killing Dante. And then... yeah, but, I mean... even when Dante goes flying at him, he just moves his hand like this, and it's just a uh... it's like shield. <laughs> yeah, just like. Why, well why, 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 bag. He's taking swords to the face like this, and he's just going, why are you here? It's Thanosin? <laughs> Big snap? Yeah. <laughs> half, the, half the human race now gone? Well, it might as well be. 
Might as well have turned them all. I love the yeah. I love the analog that it's like taking place in some sort of London-like city. At the beginning, it it is. I'm not sure about the. I think most of it, it tends to be, but I like the um like how you always had that person who was following you around with the shop and shit. Mm-hmm. I like the way they do it in this way. You pick up a payphone and go. I'm and and as your character goes goes, I'm here. Like you're about to tell her where you are, she's going. I already see you, and then she just comes falling through the roof. Yeah, like there that. is there is not in one the, normal in, in way that she arrives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it basically is a camper van. It's just a van, to be honest. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Redgrave City. It's kind of Londonish. I like the guy at the beginning who got when you you both get out, mm. and he's like, "Where's Dante?" And he goes. Well, what do you think? And then it's like hellhounds coming out of it and everything. He's like, oh, Dante didn't win then. Uh, this is bad for all of us. And he still stood there with the two, ma- the two other characters now walk off. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you, you need to sire your priorities. Oh, uh, dear. It's just mad. Yeah, so here we go. Trivia here, according to the Devil May Cry wiki for Redgrave City, is that the developers scouted locations in London and Novi Sad, Serbia, in order to create the city. So it's a mix of a Serbian town and London. And so that's sort that. Of that, that sort of first chapter after it the prologue's done on like... effectively London Bridge, isn't it? So. Yeah. Um, the first fight I did. I think I was on I was on London Bridge. Mm. After that, I was in some giant market hall, which yeah. I'm assuming may have been London again. Uh, if it's like a shopping mall, there's some more trivia for this as well. No, um, it was more like um, a market hall type thing. Yeah, but like in an old train station, mm. had like the glass dome on top. Yeah, that could be the Galleria Vittorio Emanuel, which is a shopping mall located in Milan. Oh, it might be that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they they obviously they didn't want to just set Devil May Cry in London, so they 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 give it a try. I think totally at the minute I've completed about three people's stories. Nice. I've completed the first two of the character now with the I, I don't know the names, and I'm, so, to be honest, I'm not even going to try and remember it. So you've got Dante, who is just not around for yeah, a, not around. a good portion of the game. I, uh, I, I've seen him once. I've not got to play him yet. you got you got Nero, Mr. One-Armed Guy, who now has Robot, you know, hand. robot Hands. Which, that, uh, it, it, the thing I find really weird is that they sit there and compliment about how good these hands are built, yet you use them and they blow up. Yeah, what is it? It's like if you use it at the same time as an enemy attacks, oh, it sort oh, of blows no, up. It, There's also arms that... that intend to do it, don't they? All of them do it. All of them have a grab ability, and then they have like a shoot ability or like a big bang ability, like mm. a big punch. And when you use like their ultimate move for that hand. It destroys that hand because it's basically like you've put so much power behind it, it demolishes it. It's like, well, that was bad, but I do like it when you first have it and it, it, you first see it, and it's like his hands like all deformed and fingered everywhere, and you can see like mm. fingers fall out, and it's going, and you can, see, and it was the electric hand, the first one, 
Yeah. And you just see bits of electricity come out, and he's like, well, if you made them out of better quality materials, I won't have this issue. And she just turns around and, well, if you don't abuse it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, wow. It's like, you, you just make out of better things, and I'll use it less. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she's just like chain smoking all the way through this as well, it's just like. Oh, I love the fact that um, right at the beginning, after you've lost your hand and you've escaped and Dante's sacrificed himself. Yeah. Um, you're just driving along in the cutscene, and as the car just goes along, she lights up a signal and just sticks it in a demon's eye that comes to the window. Yeah. Just mad. And then she just continues smoking it. It's like, ah, oh, nothing better than, you know, like menthol demon cigarette. But I have to admit, she, even though she's not a playable character, well, I'm assuming mm-hmm. she's not. Uh, she's probably no. my favourite character in that. Yeah. Her attitude, the whole everything. Oh, uh, she's she is good. I don't remember who, what her actual name is. But um, combat wise, I prefer Neo. Neon is it? Nero. Nero, and then the other character you've got has like a a demon bird. Ah, oh, good old V. And a panther. A very brittle looking Adam Driver, even though he's not. With a cane. Yeah. Which, when he kills things, is a weird thing because you have to take all the health off them mm-hmm. and then stab them with his cane. Yeah. It's like, like you steal their life source or something. Yeah, it's it's weird. Because as you do that, it feeds his attacks, basically, for you can summon like a meteor that comes down, explodes, and then giant golem thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, he, that was the last mission I played. So I've played two with the I'm, a, I'm assuming it's the main character. Mm-hmm. And then the one with him. Yeah. So that's three bosses I've been killed so far. Yeah. So um, um have you have you ended up being in a situation where you've ran a mission and you've had an actual player running the other part of it with you? No. Uh, have you got have you got you probably not got there yet because there's there's some levels where you can choose which character you want to run it with. Well, the first mission I think I did as the other character mm. may be one of the missions. Yeah. Because as I'm as I was doing the mission, the first one with the other guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm really bad with names, and you know, I looked over and I could see it, the other character on the hill fighting mm-hmm. his way through. So I assume if you're playing single player, it just drags you through the story like. You just play it in order. So mm. once you finish that character, you'll go back to where you saw him and continue it from there, basically. Um, Sometimes it happens sometimes. Or there are levels where you just get to choose which one you want there and then. So you can either run one as Nero or run one as V. And they're two different paths around the same mission. And then at that point, if you're playing online someone else in a, and someone else is playing the same mission as you at that point, mm. they sort of join in and you can kind of while you can't help each other in the the normal multiplayer sense if you're if you've got good combos and stuff like that the other person on that side gets a bonus oh okay 
So a lot of the time I was just taking bonuses off people because of my combos. With Nero initially were shit. Then again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm weird and I prefer V as the character, so I have to admit I can get S combos. Mm-hmm. Very rare with is it Nero? Nero. Yeah. Nero. Um I can get him to B's and A's pretty easy. Mm. S, uh, but the other cat, um, V, did you say his name was? Yeah. Uh, I can get him S rank dead easy. Yeah, he's, he is sort of easy. He's, he's probably because he's a different sort of character. It's just like. It, it, oh, to he... me, he's more support type. Yeah. Is that mid range, stay back, can demolish things from a distance, basically. Because mm-hmm. the panther, as long as you can get that panther further out forward and just shoot your bird and make sure you be able to use know how to use your bird's abilities, yeah, you're pretty good. It is, yeah. Is the, the, the way of it. It's, it's weird. It's just like that whole balancing the sort of stuff. Because I guess, I guess what people's sort of issue were, is with V was, well, why is he not in the fray? Well, the the answer is he's not meant to be. He he specifically states he's very very brittle, and there's the storyline reasons for that. But yeah, but are you enjoying it anyway? I am. What you played so far? It, it, it's one it's one of them games because I played so many games like that. Mm. Uh, they tend to be the games I focus more on. I do like the thing of now instead of just. Blasting it out and having it all done, I'll do a mission every now and then. Yeah, it's 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 pacing is good. Mm. So I like... do like a lot of the hidden stuff in it as well. Mm. Oh, that's but what Devil is, May Cry is, was known for. There is times where I've kind of gone. I went this way thinking this might be the wrong way, but it seems to be the right way. I'm going back the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had that a lot of times. Like. I want to explore the level. Which way is the wrong way? Because I want to go that way mm. first. I, I always try picking. I always try picking the wrong way. I always tend to end up picking the right way doing that, but it's just as it is. Ah mm. oh dear. Right. Well, in that case, we will go and pick the right way, and we'll move forward. Um, we've not got any shocks and surprises yet. So let's uh, let's move to some unshocking door shutting. My parents went out and they just come back. I just don't want them. Ah, uh, fair enough. Right, it's news time. Oh yeah, I forgot we still haven't got like interstitials yet. So um, yeah, you the one that sort of showed me a little bit of this this week. I don't think I, I think I, I found. I think I found you. that you mentioned a little bit of it to me, but yeah, I've got the is... full interview here. So, um, guess who resurged from their silence in the internet? It's uh, Mister Mister Guy Doctor Disrespect Beam. Yep. In what had to have been the most awkward and untelling interview on the face of the earth. So uh, PC Gamer managed to get a exclusive interview with Dr. Disrespect to try and learn about the specifics of his Twitch ban, uh, the rumours of why he was banned, and where he intends to go from here. 
And there's quite a lot of text on this interview. And I read it beforehand. Steph had showed me a sort of a response to one of the questions that sort of just confirms everything again. It was the um it was the imagine you just go to work one day and you find the door closed oh, yeah. and you can't get inside quote. Mm. Yeah, what what the thing is on this, after reading this interview, here's the key bits that we've learned on this. Number one, this could really, really feel like a PR stunt. That is something someone has put out. Yeah. Saying that he's moving, but a lot of people are saying it's a PR stunt for him moving to a different platform of some sort. Yeah. Um, what I would like to say on this is what I've what I feel I've learned from this is yes, this feels like a PR stunt in terms of d- damage control and rebranding the character as opposed to it was there the entire time. I genuinely do believe through this that Mr. Doctor Disrespect or Mr. Beam mm. had no idea that this was going to happen. You were shocked as everyone else on the internet was. And that now he's having to try and... I don't want to... I don't want to say, well, it's disrespectful, but I guess that's with the character anyway. Um, he's sort of trying to just sort of salvage what he's lost and sort of get this out in a better light and work to pick up the pieces. This interview is just... All is in terms of the lack of information that we know is nothing. It's just nothing but the doctor will be back in some form, but he won't be back on Twitch. I think we gathered that. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 one major point. Uh the other sort of major point. But the other thing is, no other platform's going to touch him until Twitch says something. Yeah. Um, And that leads to sort of point two. This is still a minefield. Mm. Um, It's clear. But as, as much as you say it's a minefield, if Twitch doesn't put anything out, it looks worse on Twitch. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from on Especially that. Especially if they're not telling him. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it can be. It could just yeah. This this could go the way of of, of the Blizzard problem. You know, as, you know, we talk about the whole Hong Kong situation, and Blizzard banning Blitzchunk, and it comes out in the terms and conditions that basically says anything that embarrasses Blizzard is. You know, terms and conditions, goodbye, contract terminated. I guess I could. I guess I could feel the same with um, with with what's it called? Oh, and Adi's joined us. <laughs> Hello, D. You're you're right here in talking about Doctor Disrespect time. Uh so uh, yeah, I, uh, where where were we on that? So yeah, I guess I I don't like. That. I mean, it is Twitch; it's their platform. That's I guess that's the thing to say on that. If Twitch have deemed that you are causing a problem to their service, they will get rid of you. But yeah, I, I I agree well, with you on this, Steph. That 
not ever saying why he was banned yeah. is 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 only Where concerning. I find if they don't tell him why, and as it clearly states in this, are you able to confirm that you're taking legal actions? And he actually replies, we're considering it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if they're not going to tell you, you're losing money. Mm-hmm. Take it. Take them to court. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, so, just I mean, remember that they are Twitch. Well, it is Amazon you're taking on. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos and his you know, evil volcano island lair made out of Amazon drones and money. Yeah. So, you know. But no, it's it's basically we're buying you, but we don't give you a reason why. Is that the gist of it? Yeah, that's, yeah. It's basically all you need to know is that you've broke our terms of service. Goodbye. Do not not pass go. Do not collect your 8 million subscribers fees. Well, that's uh... Oh, I suppose that's the taking the um been a few of these. This is the first time he's done an interview with someone else. Yeah. I mean this is the first time he's properly spoke out yeah. since but his Twitter message has... that just said he didn't know why he was banned. But he has done something else. Uh they believed it was him that did it. Oh, was this the was this the donation? The donation to one of his own friends. Mm-hmm. on Twitch, and even his friend whose Twitch it was says that would be something he would do. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, that's uh, the sort of, yeah, sort of Where thing. Where he's putting it on the whole thing with between him and his wife, and the reason he stepped down for a bit from streaming to sort that out. Was because he was a little bit of a sex pest. Yes. <laughs> Um, Doctor disrespect. And because of that, he believes because of all like the changes that's happening in the world and all the rest of it, um, he thinks uh, it was believed from mm. this donation that it all came down to women taking control of Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> that that again is its own sort of. Yeah, that's that's like just like someone going. Oh look at all this stuff that's happening in all these nations, and oh look, it's amazing the the Arab influence. Therefore, they must be up to something. Oh yeah. no, it's us! It's us against all the the non-coloured people. Anyway, I don't want to go into that point. It's like that's just fucking conspiracy theory baiting but, that is just unacceptable. Thing, if, if anyway, you re- if you if you know if you saying that is him, and then you read this interview, it's like speaking to a completely and utter different person. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. That's the that's the sort of another point on this as well. It's like this is clearly now, this is this is Guy Beam. This is not Doctor Disrespect. Yeah. So he does he does know how to do sort of character based stuff. Now the problem is on that is how distinguishing is that character change? Because now when it comes to a legal aspect, yeah, you speak into you speak into Guy Beam, guy who feels he's been done over by Twitch for no particular reason and is potentially taking legal action. And how much does that change from the egotistical madman supervillain gamer who happens to be very good at first-person shooters? 
you know, and the potential sexism arguments, racism arguments, um, caricaturing Chinese people, which is apparently something that had come up, you know, basically, you know, for all intents and purposes, and, you know, we don't do this ourselves and we don't agree with it, mostly. Um, you know, going Ching Chong Chinaman business. You know. I understand where you're coming from, and mm. I can see why people find it offensive, but I do think there's things that people do for a laugh, and then there's things that people do to actually be racist. I and Yeah, I can see I can see where you're coming from on that, and, and I guess the line is sort of thinning now. There's not even a line anymore for a lot of it. Well, the fact that things are disappearing from the world because... I have to admit, I watched Tintin when I was younger, and I can happily say, looking at Tintin now, that is the most racist thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like anyone who wasn't English or white in it all looked the same. Yeah, the only exception being on there was the Thompson twins. But uh, again, they they were white. Yeah. <laughs> but they still had their own thing. But everything yeah. else in that whole show was if you they went to Asia every single person in Asia looked the exact same. That, yeah. That, that is the most racist thing I've ever seen. Just tweak it up a little bit and that's where the new Tintins come in. Mm. They've kind of got rid of that whole thing. But it is a thing of you think of it back when I watched that Tintin I wouldn't have classed that as racist because to me I don't see that when I was younger I didn't see that much of a majority of them type of individuals. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I've only ever met one person of that um, culture or something like that. So to mm. me, they they could all look like that. Yeah, and I, I guess that was sort when of the thing. And that was, that was the and problem, wasn't it? I think it's it? also the thing of they're just trying to get it. It's, it's different because when you're younger, you see a show different to when you're older. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. now, I can look back at that and go, I find that completely and utterly racist. Yeah. It, it's not going to stop me from watching it for the like just memories of watching nostalgia. It. Yeah, mm. it's not going to stop me watching it from nostalgia, but I still have it in my head that yeah, I, I wouldn't have said that show was meant to be like that. Mm. Well, yeah, it's a product product of its time is the thing, yeah, isn't it? At the mm. time, that was that. It wasn't classed as racist. Like, it um, wasn't trying to be. Yeah, it's like, Ren, it's like Ren and Stimpy and stuff. Mm. Sort of. uh, it was on kids TV technically, but it's really an adult show. Yeah, and I, I guess a part of that is then the the whole stuff that had happened afterwards with John Kay, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, being a bit of a, a lech, mm. messing around with underage girls, and you know, people's like, right, well, Ren and Stimpy needs to go now, you know, because it's associated with this guy. It's like I understand where you're coming from. But what the actions of John Kay did are reprehensible, but remember, oh, yeah. he wasn't the only person working on that project. But it's like, look at um, one one of the biggest shows that ever came out of England, Little Bird. Yes. Oh God. Don't get me wrong. That was that did have its racial comedy in it, mm-hmm. but it didn't aim it just at one. Mm-hmm. It was really brought round. It was pointed at every single culture, every single religion, every, mm. every white, black. It pointed at everything. It's like South Park. South Park does the same thing. 
South Park's not the, racist. It's the, the, the difference on that, I guess, are the opinions of the creators. Whereas Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I've got their names right, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. They're unapologetic in their actions. That's just sort of how it is. David Williams and Matt Lucas sat there, looked at Little Britain, and went, "Yeah, I can I can see the problem." Yeah, but it's the thing. There is if, if you're gonna if it, the show is let's say pointing at uh, let, let's say Tintin. Yeah. Tintin aimed it at. It, it was a show that was majority of white people were all individuals and mm-hmm. every other country wasn't. But mm. in so it kind of took the piss off white people of all their own people while everyone else is just the same. Yeah. Well, everyone also, who's white should be treated differently to that. While um, in Little Britain it was the whole thing of everyone should be treated the same regardless. But everyone but is it, also a caricature. Yeah, but everyone is different in their own little way. You do have people of that culture who act like that. You do have people that do this in that culture. But then they didn't take the whole racial from it. They took the funny side of it. Mm. Yeah. So, D? No, it's just... I uh, can't say I really particularly watch too much of Tintin or Little Britain. Um, I watched a little bit so in there because Little Britain was just so freaking huge. Oh yeah, it was massive at the time. <laughs> oh, God. yeah, that. God, Little Britain did racial. They did um, culture. It was well, I mean, so they they had broad. daffid for God's sake. It was <laughs> so goddamn broad. You mm. couldn't just pick it out from being racist. I'm sorry. If you want to class it as racist, it was discriminating against disabled people. It was um, pulling Pretty people up who are on benefits that don't need to be bought. But on yeah. benefits. I guess the yeah, the other thing is it you know it, it, it had a problem with welfare. Yeah, yeah, it took everything that makes Britain Britain and kind of twisted it mm. to be funner. Mm. Mm. I can I can see where you where you're coming from. On and that. It, and it, I can see the other sort of side of the argument as well. And it, yeah. but it's like it's like I understand, yes, you don't really want a person to be remembered for being a slave mm. owner. But I'm sorry, but if they're being remembered for, let's say, that Duncan's told me about the trying to get rid of a statue in Canada, about yeah. the founder of Canada, mm-hmm. who had slaves. Do you want to get rid of it? But it's like, but that's the founder of Canada. They're not honouring him for being a slave owner. They're honouring him for being the founder of Canada. Mm. If they I, I literally say on it, it, founder of Canada, slave owner. Yeah, get rid of the bugger. Mm. I guess, yeah, so, so this thing of you can't... You can't be upon a person's actions for the entire life. It's like, it's taking their entire life and going, well, you were a slave owner, but you did found a country. It's like... Yeah, I... You know, it's easy enough to say this is the founder of our country. Unfortunately, he was a slave owner. Mm. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's that sort of idea. Also... I mean, I mean, um, I mean, the other argument is on there. You could just say that Canada was founded by Hatsune Miku. Yeah, <laughs> it's the easy way of doing um, it. It's like black books. What's the other which... one I've heard? I'm trying to remember another one I've heard. Um, you've got um, oh, what was it? 
it'll come back to me at some point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's like the other thing. It's like black books. It's like, all oh, right, so this was this Dylan Moran, Bill Bailey show written by an absolutely reprehensible human being that's known as Graham Linehan. No. No one, no one really cares about him anymore because he's a massive transphobic bigot. Um, but you don't, you don't sit there and ruin Bill Bailey and Dylan Moran's careers for that, do you? No, you just, 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 just Graham Linehan, the transphobic bigot, who's, you know, can sit in his own echo chamber. Okay, and, go ahead. Again, this is from Duncan. Ah, yes. <laughs> who, who knows much about the founding of the circus? Oh, Jesus! I know oh. P.T. Barnum. Uh, the film that was based on it. Oh, The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Um, as it even shows in that film, the guy who found or founded the whole thing of carnivals, freak shows, and all the rest of it has slaves. People yeah. want that removed now because he has slaves. But it was like, if you actually watch the film, it's not one of them things of whipping slave. It was one of them things as the slave was his nana. Looked after his kids. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, but, but, I guess to me, but in also that film, they're treated really nicely. You have a whole thing of people that can be slave. This it was like three different types of slave owners. Ones who basically worked them to the bone. One who mm-hmm. basically treated them would give them a kind of respect of you've got your bed and home, you've got decent home, a decent food do this, or you had the ones that were treated like actual people. Mm. And it's the whole thing of, you have to remember, you might go, they were slave owners. But what type of slave owner were they? Were they were the slave owners that treated you like crap, or these slave owners that actually treated you like a person at the end of the day? But the end also... of the day they gave you your freedom, but you worked for... A lot of people who they go were slave owners were... And it's, it's a very small majority. And I know this for a fact. It is a very small majority that people that were slave, not uh, everyone who worked for a uh, better, better family as a slave, want actual slaves. So some of them were actually free and worked for that family because that family gave them their freedom and were treated basically as a family member. Mm. It's well, unfortunately, with the whole slave thing, we'll go into this for like weeks, but pretty much everything that was built during a certain era came from slaves. Like the whole Caribbean and everything. Trade mm. routes and all that stuff. It's basically saying you want to abolish it. It happened. Yes, it happened. It's like now. Uh, well, sort of. <laughs> this is going to be hard to explain. But um, the slave was, had no rights, but then had to do work and stuff like that. But, yeah, as Steph said, there were some slave owners that give them a wage and stuff. It's like uh, it's like the butlers and stuff now. What would you class as a butler now? Is it a job butler. or is it a thing? <laughs> it's a job. <laughs> yeah, a butler now would be a job. Butler then was a, a slave. But again, butler back then could have also been a job. Yep. Because you would have had, because some places would have had a white person who would have took control of the so-called slaves mm. uh, workforce that was put behind it. Mm. Yeah. It's basically, how do you view it? And has it really... Well, it's changed, yes. 
but not yeah, it's changed. It's now equal rights. <laughs> it's now not everyone's equal. equal opportunity to be a butler. And that's <laughs> not wrong. Equal opportunity is not wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's just it's it, basically we're trying to learn from our past mistakes. Like but then, have... if you go by what some people want, you're not going to learn from past mistakes because they just want it erased. That doesn't that doesn't necessarily work because then we'll just deem to repeat the same mistakes we made over and over again. But it's like the whole thing with Germany and how Germany doesn't like to uh, talk about World War Two. Yeah, because they got freaking. It wasn't because of what they got beaten or anything like that. It's about what happened in World War Two. Yeah, it is bad news. Tugs on collar moment. Anyway, not to disrespect. Okay. Just riding this back round. What other points did we have of Doctor Disrespect? Um, oh, he nearly went on a rant that could have got Twitch the ammunition they needed if it was not for his publicist. Okay. He got PR'd in the middle of something. So it comes back to the question that the um, the PC gamer one. I'm going to say it in as a quote. Isn't he the same person who also got? Banned temporarily for filming in a bathroom. Correct. So, he, and I know for a fact he's been banned for a number of other stuff. He's been banned once before. Once was for the cheating on his wife thing and he took a step back. Mm. The other was for the bathroom. And then this is the permanent ban. Well, technically that's the Donald 3 strike call with him. Yeah, but they've not told him what the third one was. He knew uh... what the first two were. And was not the whole free strike thing is not a in the Twitch's terms of service thing. They don't turn around and say Does that you anyone have to... actually know the Twitch's terms and conditions? Um not no, not off by art now. I think I think some people do, but generally a lot of Twitch terms of services don't show you don't show your body on stream. Don't eat on stream unless your stream is purely for eating purposes. Even. In the another one where like don't sleep on streaming. Yes. Mm. Um, I, I know a few streamers that may have done this. <laughs> fallen asleep on stream and got reprimanded for it. Oh no, just fell asleep. <laughs> they got away with it. Lucky. No one, it, it depends if someone's going to report you for it. Well, I mean, if your if your stream is literally I'm going to be asleep on stream, then you know that's something. There was, there was, a, I think there was a story a few months back of a guy who was just doing a just tra- chatting stream with people, and that's how he does it. But he fell asleep on stream and didn't turn his stream off. But he got, he got like lots of messages of support. Of this is actually quite peaceful. We're just watching this man sleep inside. Well, oh my it's god, like, this is um, the the one I watched, and I actually joined the stream as he kind of he was playing a game. Mm-hmm. It was one of them team games when you're dead, you out and you just yeah. watch basically. Oh yeah. And it was the like last like it was the last round. And he got killed and he went, Well I'm gonna leave it going for you luck can see my team do what my team does. Mm-hmm. So he kind of went round the back, moved his chair, and he had like a giant beanbag. And he lay in the beanbag and went to sleep. So you could still watch what his team did. And mm-hmm. then I don't know how long it must have been up for after that because I think I left. I just moved it to one side and did something for a few hours, and he was still, still just, just asleep. Sleep. Uh, but, um, 
the, the other people in his team live in the same house as him. So it was like, I don't get why one of you haven't just walked in and turned up. <laughs> yeah, well, hold on. So he was in a gaming house? Basically, yeah. In his own little room. They all have their own room to stream because sometimes they stream together, sometimes the individual. So they yeah. do their own little... But they're all streaming at the same time. Oh, and man. he went, I'm feeling tired, I'm going to bed. I'm going to leave my stream going. If anyone who's watching it through mine can finish watching the team. And it was like, why is no one... But everyone in chat was like, why isn't like Nug come in and uh, uh, his other team members come in and just turned it off? Uh, classic. <laughs> why, why, oh, why? Because bro- we all know his brother watches the streams because his brother's one of the most... Mini- uh, monstrators of it, who stays there too. So, so his Why brother's watching him sleep. It sounds like his brother just sat there on the chat, manning the chat, going, "You're yeah, watching my brother sleep." <laughs> it's it's peaceful, but um, yeah, it, it was really nice. He had like one of these um, like light, really pale blue, like glow room type thing. His mm. room just glowed blue. Yeah, he didn't that... see much from his monitor. Yeah, that seems to be the new thing now. It used to be the, the the day of the green screen. Now it's have some accenting stuff in the background with some glow lights mm. instead, and then just have a border around the screen, which you know is nice. But, uh, but yeah, I want one of those rooms one day. But um, yeah, again, wrapping wrapping back round to him. So this is what come up, and this is probably the most telling and about the closest we're going to get without stuff actually happening. So quote from the interviewer. Sure, and I want to talk about that, but first, you did recently ruffle a few feathers after sharing a video during a scream of Dr. Thomas Cowan, and he was talking about some coronavirus theories. You've been open recently and sharing some of your own thoughts about coronavirus and even relating it to things like 5G networks, which still, if you are believing that, you're a dick. Anyway, even on your last stream, you were talking about David Icke and his documentary. I'm curious, in bringing up those thoughts, and I think it's okay to call them controversial, did that ever result in Twitch saying anything to you or warning you? He responds, no. And then the question, so you don't think that might be the cause? He goes, I don't think so. In fact, I... And then his publicist goes, we're really getting close to dangerous territory here. So you know, Doc, we don't know why Twitch banned him and there is no formal warnings or reprimand on record. That's all legal is going to let him say. Mm. So... It's possible he was banned due to those spreading misinformation and, you know, that sort of thing that's come along, but not formally. Mm. So, so it, it's basically like us turning around and going, have you heard what's going around Facebook about 5G's the cause of corona and shit like that? Yeah. It's like, I know the UK's got rid of the Chinese company that was setting up 5G in that, in the UK. Hmm. So, but it's like, well, that, <laughs> when you ask people, why have they done it? Oh, for security re- reasons. It's like, why? Because at the end of the day, they still need to buy the 5G equipment off them to do it. Hmm. <laughs> so, if you're worried about them setting it up and they'll have access to it, I'm sorry, if they sell you the stuff, they still have access to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I get you. So, after all this, what have we learned? The same that we um, had beforehand. We still don't know why he's been banned. Um, yeah, it could be a number of reasons. One being his past infidelities. 
yeah, his past aggressions. His past aggressions are his um whack job of, theories. Yeah, you say whack job theories. It's nothing compared. It, but it is like you, you say stuff like, that and then you've got England going. People died of Corona. They could have been hit by a bus, <laughs> but they've died of Corona. Mm. If if you actually seen that news report, by the way, no. Where if it, it it's come to the thing now, if you tested positive for Corona and died three weeks far 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 five weeks later, they classed it as a death of Corona. Yeah, um... you could have been hit by a bus, and that's how you could have died, and it would have still classed it as a Corona. You're basically going, well, Corona brought you on to be getting hit by a bus. <laughs> Um, (laughs) this is is basically what they were putting on the news Hmm. basically the statistics and stuff though (laughs) oh 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 uh stephen d wave to martin as he as he goes (laughs) didn't see he's waving to don don i didn't notice don come back to be honest yeah and and martin was looking at your monitor (laughs) oh is that how that works yeah Uh, but um it, it is a bit of a thing of... It's what the actual guy actually said on the news report. You, you, as long If you were designated with corona between a certain time and then died within a certain time after being declared that you've got it, they just put the death down to corona regardless. Oh. It's, but that's... Oh. Yeah, that's, that's awkward stuff. That's it's not... the whole thing of you could have died of a heart attack, but they knew you had corona, so they're going to say you've got corona. You died of corona. Yeah, but the heart attack may have been brought on by the corona. That's what they're trying to go with. Yeah, but, but it's... Again, they're saying it might. Hmm. Well, it's an attributing fact, is how they could put it. Now, um... now I, guess, I guess if you got ran over by the bus, no amount of coronavirus would have changed that. Has mine buried his computer? Um. Da, yeah. da, da, da. Is, is that what Martin said on that picture? <laughs> yeah. I know it's not your house in that picture. Uh, but for, for where the window is and for where Martin is in your house. <laughs> yeah. I I I, I get what you mean. He needs to clean out his corner again. <laughs> yeah. No. We'll we'll come back to that. So what we'll do? So while we go discuss what the picture that Martin's placed on the. Uh, on our discord is we'll wrap this podcast up so uh, if you liked what you heard or saw uh, please like share subscribe engage let people know about it spread the word please and uh thank you d and steph for joining i know i joined like right at the end and i was like what the hell's going on you're still part of it it's it's how it works that's how these vidcasts go these days now and uh yeah remember you can also listen to anything on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If that anything is the Immaterial Gamers podcast. So uh, I guess all that's left to say is uh, for God's sake, don't kill each other and we'll shall see you next week. Bye. 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 No way to this.